We got option news, brand new comics this week that are spiking, selling out at comic stores, and blue chip books that are going down in price so significantly that they are trending this week. Let's get into it. Comic books be selling this week, and we're back at the table to talk about them, to tell you why. Don't trust the algorithm. YouTube's lying to you. We do this every seven days, so just hit the subscribe button, and you'll find us a lot easier that way. I want to know if this next incentive variant is going to be the exception. Will it maintain? Will it go up? Well, I'll let our local comic shop owner tell you. Number 10 on the list, Sins of Sinister number one. This is the one in a hundred art germ virgin variant. An absolutely gorgeous Emma Frost, the White Queen variant here. We are seeing $120 average sales and we just had one sell on auction, the high raw sale for $223. But we even had a pre-sale of this book at $299. Buy it now back on December 14th. Now, art germ does variants for a lot of these Marvel books and Marvel does, especially for issue number ones, this thing where they have an open to order regular one that has trade dress on it and they will have a one in a hundred virgin variant. This came out the gate really hot. I don't really know if this is going to have the long-term power that some of these other ones do. And if you look notoriously, a lot of these other one in a hundreds tend to go down very quickly. You mentioned the trade dress and I, personally, I'd rather just get the one that's much easier to find. The trade dress is real small, way down in the corner, not plastered all over the art. So if, especially if you're going to maybe spend over a hundred bucks, I'd rather just get the trade dress personally. I want to know your thoughts in the comment section below, because there are some Archer and Virgin variants that sell better than a hundred dollars. Mm -hmm. Seeing that this one's going for 120 tells me that the community loves it and they want to secure a near mint copy just in case. But I'll remind you, there are a handful of Virgin variants that are going for upwards of 20 to $30 whose heights were reached similarly to this book on the list, 80 to 100 at release. Up next on the list, a perpetually relevant book that may have made the list because the price is trending down. We're talking about Iron Fist number 14. This is the first full appearance and first cover appearance of Sabretooth, Wolverine's biggest arch nemesis. $600 average sale, $5,500 for a CGC 9.8. That's this month. And the heights that this book reached was back in December 2021, when it hit $6,000. So although $500 doesn't seem that much of a decline for a book that's as wanted as this one, it essentially signifies to the rest of the community that this is the time to get it. Because look at the 9.6s. Heights were reached back in 2022 March for $2,600, now selling for $1,923. That is a $700 decrease in price over the last year. And we're seeing an increase of 220% on absolutely zero saber-tooth news. This just proves that you have some tent poles of the industry, some books that are always going to be there that people are going to scoop up when they see a good deal. Russ did point it out. There is no saber-tooth standalone movie that's been announced in the MCU <laughs> sure. or anything, but we do have Hugh Jackman's Wolverine making an appearance in Deadpool 3 and you know with Wolverine it comes Sabretooth not that he's probably going to be in Deadpool 3 or anything but once they do introduce the mutants in the MCU and the X-Men and if Wolverine is a part of it it's logical to assume we might see Sabretooth at some point but way 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 in the future I think it's officially happened we may have the worst superhero CW show on the way and at the list at number eight reflecting it we have the first appearance of the Clue Master in Detective Comics issue number 351 seeing $120 average sales a high raw sale like seven, five-ish copy, hitting $45, less than the average because of how scarce this book is 
in high grade, regardless of how lame the Clue Master is. Yeah, Tom's right. There's only 50 CGC slabs of this book, one of which is a 9.8 that we have not seen sell publicly at all. And there's also one copy at a 9.6 that has only sold twice. A 500% increase in copies sold this week because we have casting information that Ethan Embry is going to be playing the Clue Master. And they've even cast his real life wife, Sonny Mabry, to play his wife in show as well. This is kind of like you have Tony Danza playing any character named Tony, I don't know. This just falls in line with all of the other CW shows that I'm not really excited about. I liked Arrow when it first came out and people made fun of me. I liked parts of Flash, and this is really just devolving to the point where none of these shows are watchable. Gotham Knights looks so cringy. Like, the trailers are hard to watch. It sounds like a pretty good premise, you know? Post-death of Bruce Wayne, the descendants of heroes and villains coming together to deal with it. Misha Collins, Supernatural, Castiel, like that alone is going to get me to at least watch the first episode, I guess. But if he wasn't there, I wouldn't give this a second of my time. It doesn't help also that they just put out a video game called Gotham Knights that also deals with the Gotham City after the loss of Batman and Bruce Wayne and Bat Family kids having to rise up and it's all, it, it's just, it's too confusing. Doesn't better and cooler than I'd what I'd rather this play that is? video game because plus you got Nightwing, you got Batgirl in that show. This has Carrie Kelly Robin. This has the daughter of the Joker. This has... I, I don't know. I don't want to get into it. It looks really bad. I think it really makes me miss the the glory days of the DCCW era, like Russ was saying, with Arrow and Flash and Legends of, Legends of Tomorrow. All of those shows are dead and gone, and now this is uh, all we have left. Dropping March 14th, moving on to number seven on the list with one of the most confusing but yet still iconic Star Wars collectible comics. We have Star Wars 68. Came out in 1983, seeing $200 average sales, 9.8s, way under its all-time highs, but hitting 1560 respectively. Because we have Boba Fett on the cover. Even though it's a little uncertain to some, it's definitely him, but he's not really in story. So while the cover of this comic book is a little bit confusing, we do know that inside this comic book, Princess Leia ends up saving a Mandalorian thinking it's Boba Fett and turns out a little bit later, it's actually Fen Shaisa, who becomes a love interest of Leia's later on, but that's more Star Wars stuff that we don't need to talk about. In the book itself, you actually do see a photo of Fen Shaisa and two other Mandalorians. One is very clearly Boba Fett, and we think that's the one that's supposed to be on the cover. Again, it's not very clear about this comic book, but it's spiking this week because we had the Mandalorian trailer drop last week. That was why we were talking about Mandalorian last week. And there have been rumors for a while that we would see Fen Shaisa, and with the introduction of even more Mandalorian-style people in this trailer, we could be seeing him. Also, 1983 was the Return of the Jedi came out, and for some reason, everybody latched on to Boba Fett's six minutes of screen time in <laughs> Empire Strikes Back. There was a lot of hype and anticipation for Boba Fett leading into Return of the Jedi, and of course, he gets taken out like a you know what, by a blind Han Solo over the Sarlacc pit. I, I personally don't love Boba Fett, but you guys can come after me that in the comments if you want. A 190% increase in copies sold since the trailer dropped for a book at a 9.8 that sold for double as recently as 2021. Okay, let's get to number six because this one's weird. We've got a 1 in 25 ratio variant that it's selling for $200 for some reason. 1 in 25s typically go for $25. So what's going on with Amazing Spider-Man? Issue number 14, the Terry Dotson second printing Probably stores ordered them far less. How did you do? Oh my gosh. I think we only ordered three copies of this cover. We weren't anywhere near one in 25. And 
I love the Dodsons, but this is not like an art germ variant. This is not like you're seeing an Adam Hughes variant. Some of the variants, they're just hot because they're hot. People are very heavily specking on this Hallow's Eve. Even the $205 high sale of this book, there were multiple in that range. There's a lot of people pushing this one in 25 to these heights because they're really banking on this character. She does have a mini series coming March 1st. Hallow's Eve number one is coming out. I know there are people that are planning on doing it, but remember there was a lot of buzz about Scream when the King and Black Venom stuff was happening and we've heard nothing since then I really don't know if this character is going to be a flash in a pan or something long term. Yeah like Russ said this 1 in 25 variant this one is black and white but the regular second printing of issue 14 is a color cover that's the one I grabbed myself I was one of those three people that Russ ordered copies for and yeah I, I'm reading Dark Web and I don't know I don't, I don't get a vibe that Hallow's Eve is going to stick around long term but you never really know until you see how well their, uh, their miniseries does. She is getting her own miniseries soon so you don't know. It's a cool character design. Mike Mayhew did an amazing variant to it. We also have her appearing for the first time in this issue, but not featured on the cover until this second printing. So you couple all these things together. Yes, it's selling for 8x what 1 in 25s typically go for, but then you couple it with the second printing. You couple it with the low printing of it because it wasn't getting ordered. And then we have a new character to boot. Well, you got a perfect storm on your hands. Yeah, I'm going to hold on to my copy for a little bit, see how it performs. (laughs) And that brings us to number five on the list with a controversial comic book, a graphic novel that I bought my mom for Christmas. We got Sex Criminals number one to discuss Matt Fraction goodness, Chip Zdarsky brilliance. Coming out 10 years ago now, this book is selling for $20 average sales for the first print, and we even saw a CGC 9.8 high sale of $122. There were multiple printings of the first cover, and this book was very, very popular out the gate. I remember there were a bunch of people buzzing about this book because, again, you have two characters that find out when they climax during sex they stop time and they decide to go and rob a bank i mean really it's one of those concepts that is so out there that it just works it is a great read and i won't recommend it to everyone but it's worth reading i mean now that it's got option for amazon which isn't the first time this happened this was actually one of the titles out the gate that got interest in the mainstream rather quickly outside of the fact that it has a provocative name. The story landed so well with collectors, readers, that there was option status within a year after its release initially, but it's been some time since then. I just can't imagine how this would have worked back then when it first came out before the rise of Netflix and Amazon and HBO Max and like... Invincible and The Boys. Right? This This wouldn't have worked on mainstream network TV. It's about sex and about climaxing as russ said earlier <laughs> let's I'm, all say climax in one video <laughs> let's do it please. together it's not gonna get weird climax, climax in, the chat. in the chat oh god <laughs> i want to point out this uh amazing fourth print variant for number one featuring yes. chip zadarsky and the Matt family Fraction. one where they're like the family photo it's cute i love it i love chip zadarsky anytime any chance we get to talk about him even though he's just doing the art on this book i'm, I'm into it I love this run. Chip Zdarsky is one of the most underrated he's artists pretty, and writers. He's pretty appropriately rated right now. He's I mean, he's doing Batman. Batman. So, like, yeah. okay, recently caught up to how much he, cred he should be getting, right? One of my favorites. He might even be my favorite writer at the moment. We have a 317% increase in copies sold, option status, moving comic books, and sometimes it takes a long time for them to spike back up because they go into this development limbo, much like number four on the list. 
Number four, we're talking about Bitch Planet. Number one, coming out in 2014. This is part of the deal that Amazon just signed, again, with Matt Fraction to do Sex Criminals and his wife, Kelly Sue DeConnick. They're working on Bitch Planet as well as a TV show for Amazon. This is like Orange is the New Black, you know, like women in prison style, but, you know, in space. We're seeing a $3 average sale and an $85 high sale for a CGC 9.8. Although, because of the optioning news, we are seeing a 1,567% increase in copies sold. This is one of those books that, again, Image was really hitting it out of the park on a lot of different titles in 2013, 2014, 2015. Not that they're any worse now, but they just had title after title that people were reading, and I remember this flying off the shelves. People like the book, but also it's super affordable, which is why we're seeing it trend so aggressively. It's attainable, and we haven't really seen it fly off the shelf since the initial option news landed back in 2019. So it may look aggressive, but it's still selling for upwards of 40% less than it did years ago. And we have Amazon news this week. Like Tom mentioned earlier, Amazon's been riding pretty high on Invincible, and The Boys now has two spinoffs. So it does make sense that they would look to other comic book shows to get their hands on and turn into TV shows. Option news moves quick. And with so many titles to watch, it's near impossible to keep up with all of them. There are going to be things that are spiking in your back issue bin that you forget about. We just told you about two of them. Utilize Code Tom 101 on the best comic app to keep track of everything and to be alerted when news updates happen. Key Collector Comics, Code Tom 101 supports the show, but gets you access to a free two-week subscription of the app in its entirety. The 10 books we're talking about today are sourced from a larger list of 20 books over on the Key Collector app. You gotta use it every single day. I do, and I own a shop. We all are really into comics and did not buy this book, and I think we are all regretting it right now. At the list at number three, Last of Us, American Dreams number one. Not just perpetually relevant, but on Every list we talk about, and it has to go there. This is one of the most exciting shows on television since The Walking Dead. I said it. Hot damn in the chat. It also just broke a record this last week. It is the first show in HBO history to get uh, such a large increase in viewers from episode one to episode two. Usually you see a drop off after the big splashy season premiere, series premiere in this case. But no, we had more people tune in for episode two, which is pretty unheard of. This is what's nuts. We're seeing $160 average sales. The recent 9.8 is still the same. It's the same tag. We don't have to edit it. $1,090 for a 9.8, which is not much lower than its all-time high of $1,250. Here's the thing. The book is trending. It's going on the hot list for a reason. It's selling, but we're not seeing new records, especially in high grade, because I suspect people are holding. So while the 9.8 is up 8% over the last year and the 9.6 is up 9%, we are actually seeing the 9.2 up 55%. People are just trying to buy copies of this book. Again, there's only 6,000 of the number ones that were released, so people just want copies. I have to make an admission, guys. I didn't buy this on PlayStation because I didn't own a PlayStation when it first came out. I am excited, but I'm not watching this weekly. I, I think I've kind of been spoiled by some streaming services by them dropping the whole season at once. So I know I've got guys like you who are just got to watch every single one of them. I think I'm going to wait until the end, and I'm still looking forward to it because the buzz is so incredible. I cannot wait. All last year when like we got She-Hulk and we got Moon Knight, I would kind of forget that those dropped in and be like, oh yeah, I've got like two episodes of Moon Knight that I forgot to watch. I'll, I'll binge those. Not this episode. I'm there on Sunday no, nights dude. at 6 p.m. on the West Coast because we, we get it three hours early. <laughs> I'm there at 6 p.m. on Sunday night watching this and texting Tom and, and freaking out. Like yeah. this show's been amazing. I'm, I can't believe Russ has the patience to wait. <laughs>
Yeah, it's impressive, but there's a lot to watch, but you're right. Like, that's how I would treat a lot of Disney shows at this point. You know, I catch up, maybe do two episodes at a time, watch it while some while I'm doing something else. Mm-hmm. I tend to do that. No, not this show. I'm all in. I have said it multiple times. I think this is the next Walking Dead. I'll allow you to say that. I don't agree with you. I personally, I'm, I'm not a fan of The Walking Dead. I think it's fine. It's, it's cool that enough people in the mainstream loved it. And I think that's what Tom means, that like this is going to take what was a kind of niche video game that not, you know, the wider public didn't really know about. And now, boom, like there's 10 million people watching this show every week. You hear that, comic fam? He is giving me grief for comparing it to The Walking Dead, not because of the quality and the heights The Walking Dead reached, because he likes it more at the list at number two, a comic that many LCSs should have ordered. <laughs> but we're going to throw Russ right under the bus. The Russ bus. <laughs> Russ didn't get it. Nope. I did not buy enough copies of this book. I don't even think I had one extra copy to go for the wall. And really, we had a bunch of people who were buying all of the Black Panther books. And this Wakanda miniseries should have been popular. I've got six people subscribing to it. We don't have... Ryan is one of them. I'm one the of list them. number two, Wakanda. Number four. Correct. This book is uh, a one-shot that focuses on Tosin. This is an anthology series. Each issue focuses on a different member of Wakanda. We had one featuring M'Baku and one featuring... Shuri. Shuri, correct. And now number four, here we're at Tosin. You get a little bit of background on the village he lives in that has shunned the uh, the mainstream Wakanda society who they they feel are too reliant on vibranium. So now we we are getting a little, a little bit more background on Tosin and more importantly, his love interest... Kime. And we have a Tosin cover. And I suspect that members who don't frequent their previews poll, you know, looking at all the covers that are coming out at order time, FOC, you just don't know if you're not really up on the run. But this is one of those ones where if you're just going by text, you may miss it. But if you saw the cover, Russ, would you have ordered more? I absolutely would have. And it totally makes sense why this book is going for $12 on average and $25 for a high sale. Brand new this week. And again, if more people had seen Tosin on the cover, there was so much buzz when Black Panther 3 came out last year. And Tosin was the big guy that everyone was specking on. So all of a sudden, he's on the cover of this book and nobody bought it. People just missed out. Hit the like and subscribe. Join myself, Fire Guy Ryan. I think Comic Pops Guru may join me here for whatnot monday giving away this asm 300 it's a newsy straight up doing a thousand dollar giveaway and cgc cbcs if i have any sudden death link in the description join me on the best new place to buy and sell collectibles and the number one book of the week it's trending hot and no one knows anything about it number one on the list atlantis chronicles number four I'm sorry. I don't think I've ever talked about this book. I read it once when it first came out in 1990. And and $3 average sales, high raw sale of $8. Yeah, nobody was specking on this book. This right here, you have to know the cover because officially we have another random quarter bin at best dollar bin book that has now spiked probably forever because of inside sources telling Key Collector that this character featured is going to appear in Aquaman 2. It's cool that you mentioned the cover, actually. It's a, it's a pretty cool cover. There's a lot of, lot of awesome-looking sharks on the front of it. You guys know me. The comic fam knows. I like a good shark cover. People say it all the time. That's true, Tom. Sharks. It's one of the things they know. <laughs> <laughs> shark week. That's Tom's week. But we have the first appearance of Kordax as well. And, yo, he's an uh, ancestor of Aquaman. His blonde hair, post him being shunned, caused a lineage of of individuals cast out of Atlantis, 
including Aquaman. And it's all because the blonde hair signifies the curse of Cordax. Does anyone care? 2,167% increase in copies sold. Obviously, someone cares. We were doing some research, could not find any sales at all. Apparently, there is one single copy on the CDC census graded at a 9.4. And for reference, the number one only has three copies on the census as well, two at a 9.8 and one at a 9.4. This is one of those. It's a Peter David miniseries. It's a seven-issue miniseries from 1990, and it kind of explores a lot of the Aquaman backstory. The covers are all fantastic. They're all these really cool blue underwater covers. Yes, there are sharks and other types of, you know, sea mammals under there. But yeah, this is just not a book that anyone was talking about. It's weird. We were just talking about Wakanda, which is a spinoff of Black Panther that focused on a side character, Tosin. And now here we have Atlantis Chronicles, which was also written by Peter David, who was doing Aquaman. It's also number four. Weird kind of synchronicity there. What I do know is that Key Collector Comics in the four years that we've been directly working with the app has not only announced but confirmed and had validated spec multiple times. Need I remind you about Peacemaker? That was Key Collector. How about Secret Invasion? Believe it or not, that major Marvel news, Key Collector as well. Aquaman 2 isn't going to drop until Christmas, I think, is the the release day. So we've got like a little less than a full year until we find out whether or not Kordax is actually going to be in this movie. I guess we might find out in a trailer or something, but either way, it's going to be a while until this maybe or maybe not pays off. Sometimes things get left on the cutting room floor. What do you think about this key collector breaking news? And as always, keep responsibly. Nuff said, yo, comic fam, look at this. Fire Guy Ryan's been prepping shows, getting them ready in advance. Let's take a look at what he's got for us in like coming weeks. This is uh, Thanos Death Notes, the EM Geist variant. This is a one in a hundred. This right here is one of my favorite Thanos covers of all time. You got Death and Thanos on throne. Join us on Whatnot. I'm on there three, four, five times a week doing some of the best deals on the internet. And uh, yeah, this is my local grocery store. Have a great week. We have other videos for you to check out. And uh, see you soon.